We all want to see improvement in our lives, but what does it take to create lasting change? Find out today on Bold Steps with Mark Job. Cleanse my spirit, worship God, keep my spirit revived. I have to restrain my body and say no to my body, and I have to renew my mind through the Word of God on a regular basis. I have to find liberation in all of these three areas if I'm going to experience lasting change. And welcome to Bold Steps with Mark Job, president of Moody Bible Institute and senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Today, we conclude a series called Breaking the Grip of a Bad Habit with a powerful message about the keys to lasting change. Truth is, we all set goals for ourselves, whether it has to do with fitness or finances or faith. We all want to be moving forward in life and not slipping backwards. But if you've ever tried to stick into a diet or prayer routine, you probably know that sometimes good change is hard to keep up. Thankfully, the Bible has a lot to say about creating lasting change, and that's what we're discovering today with Mark Job. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak, right? So, oh, Pastor, I really want to get up to sleep, but my body says, no, you need some more rest. The Apostle Paul says, hey, I've learned that if I don't put my body under control, then my body will master me. It's spirit and soul over body. If I listen to my body too much, I will disqualify myself because I will become carnal and I will overindulge and I will preach to some and I will fall if I listen to my body. Now, So some of us, we think if we just quit the addiction in our body, we're all solved. Some of you have stopped drinking, but you're so miserable because your soul and your spirit aren't there that you know what? You may not be drinking right now, but you are not walking in freedom yet because your body has stopped doing the alcohol, but your soul and your spirit are not where they're supposed to be. Now, let's switch it around. Spirit, come here. Now, some of you say, well, the answer is in the spirit. And the body needs to be restrained. The spirit needs to be revived. Okay, the problem, all of us have a spirit, but the problem with our spirit is that the Bible says, for example, in 1 Thessalonians, a couple verses earlier, it says, and quench not the spirit. Do you know that your spirit can be quenched? Uh, do you know that you can be, your spirit can become dull? And what happens when you're, you have a spirit, but your spirit can become quenched and dull? What, what does that mean? I was on the airplane coming back from Spain a couple de- days ago, and there was a couple uh, two, right across the aisle from me, and they had headphones on, and they were trying to talk to each other. Have you ever seen people with headphones trying to talk to each other? Honey, could you give me that Snickers bar over there? What would you say? They're talking way too loud, but they can't hear each other because they got their headphones on because you become dull of hearing. Now, when your spirit starts to become dull, you stop hearing God clearly. It's like your ears get clogged up. Your spiritual ears get clogged up. And so you can quench the spirit and your spirit can become dull. But some of us think, well, the answer to all my addictions is all if my spirit were alive. I just need Pastor Mark to pray over me. 
No, 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 not just pray over me. He's got to douse me with oil because that'll do it. This pastor, you know, I really have this addiction problem. He's been smoking cigarettes for so many years. Could you just pray? Because if you pray over me, then I will be set free. Let me tell you, I believe in the power of prayer. But I also know that if your spirit is revived, but your body and your soul don't follow, your victory will not last. I mean, how many, how many times have people come to the altar given their cigarettes, given up a habit, and two weeks later, they're back to the same thing. You know why? And they say, well, I felt so good. I repented. I was all full of victory. What happened? Well, what happened is your spirit was revived, but your body was not restrained, and your soul was not renewed. And what happens when your spirit's revived is your spirit's new, and you say, praise God, I feel so good. But guess what? Your mind is still the same. And your body's not restrained. So if you don't change, if you don't sanctify your body and your soul, what happens is you're like a spiritual roller coaster. One week you're saying, yeah, I want to follow God with all my heart. I'm going to be a missionary in Africa. And then the next week you're saying, I think I'm going to be a drug dealer on the southwest side. You know, you're just like up and down and doing well and doing poor. Why? Because... Your spirit being revived needs also your body to be restrained and your spirit to be renewed. How many of you have been on fire at some time and that fire doesn't last more than two weeks because you can be on fire, but if your mind is not renewed, you fall into sin quickly and then quench the spirit. Because your spirit can be renewed and you're on fire for God, but guess what? If your soul is not renewed then what happens when suddenly you fall into, your spirit is new, but your mind is old. And some of us have a new spirit, but we still have our old mind. And so our spirit's on fire, but when we fall into problems, we go with the old mind. Let me just illustrate it. For example, you're doing good, you come out of a service, you're on fire, I'm going to live for God, I'm going to follow Him, I'm going to be a new person, and then you talk to your mother, and there she goes again with her critical, negative, put-you-down attitude. You talk to your mother, you get off the phone, you're all depressed. Man, she always cuts me down. She always puts me down. I'll never measure up to her. And so now you're a little depressed. And for years, for 27 years, you know what you did every time you got depressed? For years, you just went out and ate. So you go to Baker Square, you get that chocolate silk pie, and you know, you sit down, and you have one piece, and you get those Briars ice cream, put a couple scoops, and guess what? You eat a little bit, and you feel a lot better, don't you? You're eating that, man, I, I, I just feel better now. And then when you're done and you feel like you're full, then you feel like, oh man, I blew it. I'm going to gain some weight from the lips to the hips and this is going to be terrible. And so you feel a little bit more depressed and to feel better, you eat a little bit more and you fall in this cycle of depression. Your spirit was good, but your mind was not renewed. Oh, some of you say, yeah, tell them, pastor, tell them. No, let me get on you now. And some of you, your habit is, you know, you, you, you go and you go to church, you're all on fire, then you find out that your girlfriend's getting married and you say, when am I going to get married? How come I can't find a guy? And you get all depressed about it. And the one thing that makes you feel good is to shop. 
And then suddenly you start feeling, you're kind of depressed because your girlfriend's getting married and you start feeling, you know what? What I need is another pair of shoes. <laughs> I know I have 45 pairs in my closet right now, but you know, there's that one shade of green I don't have and that new heel that's out, I just don't have that. So you go out, you buy and you put them on right away and boy, do you feel good. You just bought a new pair of shoes and you put it on your credit card because you couldn't afford it and you're more in debt and it makes you feel good for just a little while and you're a shopaholic. All right, let's substitute that with all kinds of things. Gambling, I just need to go get... Get a little, feel a little better, that casino, those boats are ringing, just the jingle of the money, a little couple, boy, it would just make me feel good, or playing cards, and so you're, some of you are gambling addicts. Why? Because you have not learned, although your spirit's new, you have not learned that when you're down and when you're out, you need to go to God and get your fill. You need to drink of the river of life and change the way you satisfy yourself. Instead of your addiction, you go to the river of life that fills you and satisfies you. And so if you just have a spirit revived but not a body and not a soul, then you're going to struggle with that. All right, let's go the other way. Let's turn around, guys. Let's turn the train this way. Now, you have your soul. And let's say your soul leads. Now, your soul is your mind, your intellect, and your will, right? And let's say that your soul is leading you now, but your body's not restrained and your spirit's not revived. Have you ever run into people that know a lot about God? but don't look a lot like Jesus? Have you ever run into people that know all the verses and have all the doctrine and know all the religion, but it seems like they drink a glass of lime juice every morning and get all puckered up and mad and angry, and they know how to quote all the verses and sing all the songs, but they're just downright ornery. I mean, they're just mean-spirited and don't seem to have any of the life of Jesus inside of them. You know why? Those are people that are being led by the soul, people that have knowledge about religion and have verses, but their spirit is not revived. They become religious. They become legalistic. They become addicted to religion without life. Do you know who Jesus came down most on more than anybody else? He said, not, it wasn't the prostitute. It wasn't the woman caught in adultery. You know who aggravated Jesus the most? It was the Pharisees. They were religious, but they had no heart or spirit. In fact, you know what Jesus called them? He called them whitewashed tombs. You know why he called them whitewashed tombs? You see, because the Pharisees, if you were a kosher Jew, in, back in those days, they would paint the tombs in a bright white because if you were a Jewish person observing the law, you were, you were not allowed to touch a tomb. In fact, if you touched a tomb, it would make you unclean for seven days, and for seven days you were unable to go into the temple, do sacrifices or anything because you would be unclean. So they would paint the tombs a bright white, so if you walked by a tomb and saw it a bright white, it would remind you, don't touch it, don't touch it, because you'll become unclean. So these tombs looked nice and bright on the outside, but inside they were full of dead man's bones, dirty, stinky, rotting bones. They look clean on the outside, but bad on the inside. Listen, when your soul is leading you, 
but your body is not restrained and your spirit is not revived, then you become legalistic, religious, but have no life of God. You're listening to Bold Steps with Mark Job, and we're nearing the end of our message titled The Keys to Lasting Change. But real quick, I want to remind you that today's message is available for easy listening anytime on our website, along with all of the previous lessons in this study called Breaking the Grip of a Bad Habit. Just go to boldstepsradio.org. And you know, you don't have to be near a radio or a computer to hear Bold Steps. By subscribing to the Bold Steps podcast on your mobile device, you can easily take these messages with you wherever you go and listen while you're out for a walk or running errands, maybe out in nature. Just search for Bold Steps with Dr. Mark Job on your podcast app and be sure to hit subscribe. And you can find even more teachings from Mark and browse through his entire sermon archive by visiting moodyaudio.com. Feel free to search for a message based on a specific topic, a sermon series, or a book in the Bible. Again, that's moodyaudio.com. Now, with the final half of today's program, here's Mark Job. You know, the Bible says about the soul. Listen, you want to renew the soul, here's what needs to happen to your soul. Turn in your Bibles or write this down. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Do not be conformed any longer to this world. But be ye transformed. The word there is metamorphosized. Like we see a caterpillar turn into a butterfly. But be ye metamorphosized or changed. How, you say? By the renewing of what? Of your mind. You see, the key to transformation is the renewal of our mind learning new ways of thinking because we've had bad ways of thinking for a long time. You're to be changed. Transformation occurs by the renewing of your mind. You see, if your spirit's revived, but your mind is not renewed, then you'll go up and down all the time. If your mind is renewed, but your spirit's not revived, you become religious and legalistic. If your body's leading, but your spirit and your soul are not revived, you'll become carnal. Are you tracking with me? So the power of God, which is rebirth, needs to be followed by a process of renewal to ensure the progress of spiritual growth. The power needs to be followed by a process to ensure the progress. So if you are struggling with a compulsive, addictive behavior, if you are struggling with an addiction in your life, and you say, okay, if I just stop doing it, some of you have stopped the habit, but it's not going to last long because your spirit is not revived and your mind is not renewed. What God wants to do, if you are going to have long-lasting victory in your life, it means that not only do you have to stop the habit... Break the chains there, but you have to keep your spirit renewed. How do you renew your spirit? Psalms 51, David says, creating me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. You know how you keep your spirit renewed? By repentance and cleansing and adoration and worship before God. Keep your spirit renewed. If you have unconfessed sin in your life, you're clogging up your spirit. You're quenching your spirit. 
If you have unforgiveness in your life, you're quenching your spirit. You need to confess, renew, worship, get your spirit on target. Get your body freed under, under restraint. And then start renewing your mind so you start thinking. How are you going to think? You're going to think God's way. Instead of having those triggers, uh, some of you stopped smoking a while back and you said, I'm, I'm giving up smoking, it's done. You go to work and you do well the first week. But then that guy that's always critical, that boss of yours that's always critical, putting pressure on you, starts putting pressure on you, and you go outside, you're all frustrated, and there's someone smoking beside you, and you get the sniff. You pull out one more Snickers bar, and you say, man, I'm gaining weight because now I'm eating Snickers bar instead of smoking. And you tell that person, you know, I quit, but can I have just one puff? Listen, I won't inhale. Okay, two puffs. Uh, can I finish it? I mean, you smoked half of it already. At lunch break, you know, you go out and you get yourself a pack of cigarettes again, and you're, you're, back, on, you're back on the same old thing again. You know why? Because your mind hasn't been renewed. You haven't learned when you're hurt, when you're down, when you're depressed how to go to the river of life and get satisfied and filled. Because for years you've done it the wrong way. And every time you're down, every time you're lonely, every time you're depressed, you know that that nicotine's going to satisfy you for a little bit. We could say the same thing about pornography. Some of you, since you were little kids, you've been going to Playboy magazines or pornography. And every time you're down, every time you're depressed, every time you're lonely, every time things are going bad, you get a little high off of pornography. And it used to be Playboy, but now it's the internet. You go to the internet and you just get a fill and you feel good for a little while. But then if you're a believer, when you get off the internet, you feel terrible because the Spirit of God convicts you and you're in that vicious cycle over and over again. And if you are going to have liberty the way that God says, then you say, I got to repent. Cleanse my spirit. Worship God. Keep my spirit revived. I have to restrain my body and say no to my body and practice the disciplines of prayer, of worship, of fasting, of saying no to my body. And I have to renew my mind through the Word of God on a regular basis. I got to eat up teaching tapes and read the Word, listen to the radio, get into Bible study. And I have to keep all these areas these three areas of my life, I have to find liberation in all of these three areas if I'm going to experience lasting change. Let me close with this, by the way. And you're not supposed to do it alone. That's why God has dropped you plop in the midst of a community of faith. Well, you don't know the people around me. They're as bad as I am. Yeah, they're, felt, they're on a journey like you are too. But God has put other brothers and sisters around you so that you don't just do it on your own. You do it in the context of community. And you share with others. And listen, when you relapse, hear me well. When you relapse, it affects your spirit right away. Unless you confess and deal with it right away, you start getting hard. So there is no such thing, if you're going to walk in victory, there's no such thing of keeping a relapse a secret. You deal with it right away. You do it in community. You journey together in community. 
There's no better place to experience freedom in the context of a body of believers that is doing it together. Amen? It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. So don't be entangled again in the yoke of bondage. I want you to hear me well. Look up at me. God's will for you is that you would walk in absolute, complete freedom in your life. Tell the person beside you, God's will is for you to be free. It's God's will that you would walk in freedom. And if there is anything in your life right now that masters you, if there's anything in your life right now that controls you, anything that has victory over or power over you, then it's today is the day to say, God, I give it to you. I submit it to you. I want to walk in freedom. Yeah, so maybe today, at the beginning of this new year, you're realizing, you know, I have this this addiction in my life or this mastery in my life, and it may be, you know, it may be substance abuse, it may be alcohol, it may be food, it may be, you name it. There's a lot of things that take control of our lives. But if you're done with it, then I want you to pause right now and make a commitment that you'll do whatever it takes. Join a Celebrate Recovery group, get some counseling, join some accountability, get into the Word, but start praying specifically, God, I do not want to be mastered by anything but you. So, Father, I pray for that person right now that was convicted by this message, and they realize, God, that they have have something that dominates their life, that compels them, that's compulsive, that they can't get away from, that they don't want to live. They want to live in freedom, Father. And God, I thank you that you've called my brothers and sisters to walk in freedom. And so I ask for a spirit of conviction and the courage to take whatever step is necessary to start the journey to freedom. Thank you, Father, for the empowerment of your spirit. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Mark, for this message today, the keys to lasting change. Now, tomorrow, you're going to talk about an emotion that seems to be out of control in the world today, and that's anger. We're going to learn how to diffuse it tomorrow. Yeah, Wayne, we're talking about how to survive the age of rage. Hmm. And uh, I don't think I have to tell anybody, but there are a lot of angry, frustrated, stressed out people, not just in Chicago where (laughs) I live, but I think around the world, maybe an extraordinary amount in Chicago. Yeah, I saw some on the expressway this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and so, you know, there's maybe a father that just is lamenting the fact that they blow up at their kids and their wife and have to go out and apologize over the words that they've said. But the Bible has a lot to say about anger and what it does to us and how to manage it. And this is going to be an important message for some people. It's coming up tomorrow, so be sure to listen. Before we go, though, I'd love to chat for just a minute about a very special resource that goes hand-in-hand, I think, with today's message on creating lasting change, a special devotion we're offering from our friend Dr. Joe Stoll. Yeah, I was just with Joe Stoll recently, him and Marty. And uh, Joe has just a great uh, whimsical way of communicating truth with insight. And this is a great way to start the year with a devotional 
from a seasoned pastor mm-hmm. and a theologian that is able to take the Word of God and just break it down in a way that is simple and practical. It's called Strength for the Journey. This month, that is our Bold Steps gift. That's a classic devotional, and we'll send you a copy of Strength for the Journey when you make a donation of any amount to Bold Steps. Just go online to boldstepsradio.org, or even easier, give us a call at 844-615-7363. That's 844-615-7363. Or send your gift and request this book in the mail. Write to us at Bold Steps, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. Now, if it's your first time giving to Bold Steps, we'll also send you a free download of Mark Job's brand new 30-day devotional specifically designed to help deepen your walk with Jesus and spend the new year getting more focused on Christ. So, with your first-time gift of any size, you will receive Dr. Stoll's Strength for the Journey and Dr. Job's Bold Steps with Jesus e-devotional. Don't miss out on this special New Year's bundle. Just go online to make your first donation to Bold Steps today at boldstepsradio.org or give us a call at 844-615-7363. And before we wrap up today, we'd also like to remind you that if you ever have trouble finding one of Mark's messages or you simply want to explore more of a sermon series, you'll find the complete archive of Mark Job's teachings available online at moodyaudio.com. Well, that's all the time we have for today. I'm Wayne Shepherd, inviting you to join us tomorrow when Mark begins a message about how to survive in an age of rage. That's Wednesday on Bold Steps with Mark Joe. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.